You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. And when my family first moved back to Nashville to begin our church planting journey in 2017, I started to drive for Lyft. This was to earn extra income, but also to meet a bunch of new people and learn the layout of our city. And for some reason, I guess because most passengers never thought they would see their driver again, people in my back seat would just begin to pour out their struggles in my car. I mean, it's a free counseling session, right? And as we would approach their destination, I would always surprise them with a simple question. Can I pray for you? And without fail, they would respond, please. And then I'd shock them again because right then and there, I would actually begin to pray for them in my car. Hey, if I say I'm going to pray for you and I don't do it in that moment, I'm going to forget later on in the day. So we would pray right then and there in my 2006 Hyundai Tucson. Nothing special about that car, but it became a sanctuary in those holy moments. James 5. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, there's a lot to unpack here in this verse from James, the half-brother of Jesus. That word confess might bring to mind the picture of a person in a confessional saying all of their deepest, darkest secrets to a Catholic priest, but there's actually no mention of a priest in this passage. Now, it does say that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful. A righteous person. You know, last week at First Sunday Gathering, In the Listening Room Cafe, I shared that because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, that all those who put their faith in Him, declaring that He is Lord, believing in their hearts that He is the Son of God and that He was raised from the dead, well, those people are saved according to Romans 10. And that Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God according to 2 Corinthians 5.21. Listen, that means that if you believe in Jesus and follow Him, then you're made righteous. And your prayers have power. Now, this verse in James chapter 5 ties in our healing to the act of prayer and confession. And as I just shared about my story of driving Lyft, many passengers just wanted to treat my car like a confessional because people want to get things off of their chest. But as believers, we can actually find healing through confessing to one another and praying for one another. So today's message, Pray for One Another, is kind of a sequel to last week's Bear one another's burdens. Today, we're going to wrap up our series, One Another. This was the operating system of the first century church. One Another is one of the main whys behind Bridges Nashville's model of house church. You know, when you look at the Acts 2 church, you see that they met in homes and in the temple. And Acts 2.42 says that they were devoted to studying the scriptures, fellowship, breaking bread with one another, and prayer. And then we've got these 61 one another statements throughout the New Testament on how the early church lived and how they changed their culture. This is what true Christ-centered community looks like. And we've only hit on 10 one another's in this series, right? Spur one another on to love and good deeds. Serve one another. Forgive one another. Show hospitality to one another. Honor one another. Encourage one another. Teach and admonish one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Bear one another's burdens. And it all kicked off with that foundational commandment from Jesus himself out of John chapter 13, to love one another. 
You see, everything is rooted in love. And today we'll discover that praying for one another is actually one of the greatest ways that you can love someone else. Prayer is the most powerful force on the planet. Daily prayer is the most important rhythm you could ever establish in your life. You know, praying for someone is the most effective thing you could ever do for that person. Why? Because you're talking to the creator of the universe about them. When you pray for another person, you're bringing their needs, their burdens, and their hopes to the God who knows them and loves them more than anything else on the planet. He created them. He knows how they work. It's no small thing when you pray for somebody. As my pastor, uh, Mark Batterson, often says, prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. Prayer is the difference between you fighting your battles alone and God fighting for you. Prayer is when we put the struggles of human hearts into the strength of heaven's hands. The Apostle Paul, who wrote letters to the early church and essentially wrote nearly a half or maybe even two-thirds of the New Testament, he would often include prayers in his letters. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And to the church in Philippi, Paul wrote this, Philippians 1, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You know, the latter half of Ephesians chapter three is actually a prayer for the Ephesian church. And we're actually going to read this in all of our house churches together this week because it is so good. And I love the way that Paul ends it. This verse shows us the power of prayer. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And in these same letters, Paul would also often include his asking for prayer because he knew the power of God's people coming together and praying for one another. Romans 15, 30, Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me, given to you by the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew the power of prayer, obviously, He asked his closest friends to pray with him in the Garden of Gethsemane hours leading up to his crucifixion because he knew the pain and the burden that he was about to endure on the cross. Of course, his disciples fall asleep. They can't even stay up to pray with Jesus. That's another story for another time. But Jesus also prayed for his disciples often. He showed us what it was like to pray for those who persecute us. And in John 17, his prayer for unity is so powerful. Jesus prayed that all of those who would believe in him would be united in Christ. Praying for one another binds us together in community. When our family was in Washington, D.C., I had the joy of serving as campus pastor and worship director at National Community Church for seven years. And prayer was the heartbeat of everything we did as a church. And to help keep our eight campus worship teams united in prayer, we created a Facebook page called Worship Through Hardship. 
And on this page, people would often share their prayer requests or praise report, AKA things that they were thankful for to God. This page was a way to keep us all connected in prayer. And we would, we would pray for the needs that were posted on that page. And we saw God answer those prayers of healing, provision, and more as this community of faith got behind one another in prayer. Did you know that Bridges Nashville has an app that you can download through our website, bridgesnashville.com, or through our Instagram page profile link? There is a prayer wall on this app where you can share your prayer requests. It's a great way to help all of us know what we can be praying for as a family. Let me make it personal. I've shared this story before. When our son Moses was just a baby, uh, he was born with developmental coordination disorder. See, he wasn't walking at the average 11 or 12 months that most kids start walking. We started to get really concerned when he was nearly 20 months old and hadn't yet taken his first steps. But we had kept the struggle mainly to ourselves. It wasn't until we shared what was happening with our church family when dozens, maybe even hundreds of people from our church started praying over Moses that God would heal him and do a miracle. And then it happened, and I got it on camera. Check this out. You know, something amazing happens when the people of God come together, when we worship together, when we pray together. By the way, remember to mark your calendars for August 29th. This is our next night of worship. It's going to be epic, a time of praise and prayer. We want to be a church that's intentional about that. You know, right now we're sharing morning devotionals and prayers on our Instagram page. We're encouraging Bridges to be praying in the mornings for our city, for our church, for our vision. We know God is up to something special. And as we're praying in the mornings, let's be looking to those prayer requests of other people, maybe on that prayer app that we have. Let's lift them up. How can you pray for one another? Let me give you three practical ways right here. Number one, in your personal prayer time. Number two, when we come together in community. And number three, pray with and in the Holy Spirit. Now, this first idea is in your alone times. For me, it's early in the morning. I'll make a prayer list of the needs of other people in my life. Now, side note, I often start my prayer times with thanksgiving and then praying over myself. I pray that the Lord would fill me with His Spirit. Okay, so why would I start praying for myself first? That sounds a little selfish, right? Not quite. I'm reminded whenever you get on a plane and before taking off, the flight attendant will give that spiel, and you know the drill, right? They tell you about the oxygen mask. Before assisting others, make sure yours is on yourself. Because if you can't breathe, you're no good to help other people. And I would say that when it comes to prayer, if you're empty, you've got nothing to pour out. So pray that God would fill you with His Holy Spirit, and then begin to pray for the needs of others. And as people come to mind, pray over their day their situations. Sometimes you're going to know what people are going through. And other times you may just bring up their name to God. And he always knows what they're going through. So pray for others in your alone time. The second way is when we get together in community. Let prayer be a part of our conversation. You know, when we gather together, we can pray for healing for one another, breakthrough, or a myriad of other prayer needs. It's a way to bear one another's burdens. 
Last week's message was all about sharing and carrying one another's burdens. If you missed it, you can catch it on our podcast or our YouTube. Make sure you catch that. Uh, But when you hear someone share something tough that's happening in their life, when you're gathered together, hey, pause and pray. Prayer invites God into your conversation. And let me tell you, that is a game changer. The simple question, can I pray for you, can change the entire tone of someone's day. Now, speaking of game changer, we have someone in our life who helps us to pray, who mediates on our behalf, who prays for us and gives us the power to pray for others. Before you woke up this morning and long after you go to bed this night, the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. The Greek word for the Holy Spirit is paraclete, which means advocate or helper. You know, sometimes it's hard to pray for people and hard to remember to pray for people. But the Holy Spirit will help you out. Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. To the church in Rome, Paul wrote this in Romans 8, my favorite chapter in the Bible. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So these are just a few ways that you can pray for one another in your quiet times alone, in community with others, and in the Holy Spirit. This week in our house churches, we're going to make some space to pray for one another and live this out. You know, I've been in house church where we've prayed for people's healing. We've prayed for people to have peace when they're dealing with anxiety. We've prayed for financial miracles and relational struggles. And God has often answered those prayers and he's still answering some of those prayers. About nine months ago, I was in a house church when I got a text from my family letting me know that my uncle had suddenly passed away from a heart attack. We stopped everything and just prayed together for the family. It was a moment that I'll never forget. What if we were a people that prayed for one another, knowing that we're praying to a God who can do anything? The word impossible doesn't exist in his vocab. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.